think of his grace and his mercy And oh yeah, how he loves me All I can do is thank him for blessing me He shows me from the hurt and the pain A touch from him and you will never be the same Yes, I gotta thank him for saving me I thank him for my blessings every day that I wake up. We were born into this sin, but he decided to save us. Wasn't grateful for my life, but now I thank him every night. Because without him, I'd be lost. Now the problem has been solved. I remember all the lies and all the times that I disguised. But now his greatness and his mercy was revealed until my eyes. I'm so alive, I rose up from the desert. I cannot help but give him praise. You should come along for the ride. All right, everybody, I want to thank you all for joining us again for another episode of the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study. I am your host, Coach Chelsea, and I'm super excited, y'all. I'm going to tell y'all right now, I am going to be biased today. Majority of the time I say I try not to be biased, I'm about to be straight up biased today. Why? Because when you talk about a hype man or a hype woman, when you talk about support, when you talk about somebody having your back, when you talk about somebody being your cheerleader, That is who today's servant leader is. Today, we have Coach Chris Burnett with us. KB is what we call her, right? She is now the interim head women's basketball coach at Montreal College. Shout out. Y'all see me representing. But more than anything, she's a servant leader. She's been rocking with us. As we start to approach two years, she's been rocking with us since the very beginning. And to watch the growth, to watch how God has had his hand on her, I am super excited if y'all can't tell. So KB, I'm gonna pass the torch to you. Before I do that, y'all, I wanna say a special happy birthday to her though. She's spending her birthday with the servant leader, y'all. That should let y'all know right there the type of person she is. So coach, go ahead and unmute yourself. I thank you for being here and I'm gonna pass the torch to you to say hello to our listeners. Uh, hello. First, uh, that intro was amazing. Uh, thanks, uh, I, I would I love to spend my birthday with you and on this platform and like you said uh, I came up through here uh, might be your first cuz to do that and now I'm living my wildest dreams uh, so thank you for that definitely want to say this is a part of my bucket list so check love oh, stop. yeah and uh, I also have to say and I wrote it down I've got to say it um, since I have came up through here and you know you guys have seen the the growth and you know, the journey, um, Coach Huff, Brandy Ford, Coach D, Coach G, Coach Kendra, Coach Derek, Coach Paul, Coach Anderson, and the upmount of co- coaches and people on this uh, session, this servant leadership that you do, uh, elevated my mindset in my life. And I really don't know, you know, if I would be here today uh, without that. So definitely want to say thank you for that. Um, and we thank you. We thank you for real. And we appreciate you for that. Appreciate that. So yes, uh, let's get this, uh, rolling. Coach Chris Renette, my camp calls me a KB. I am the interim head coach at Montreal college. Uh, previous to that, I was a assistant coach under the great servant leader, uh, coach Timothy Lewis. I call him T Lou and, uh, just learning from that. That was my first season. I just completed he went on to full-time ministry and fatherhood, and now I sit in this position uh, as we go through the process. And prior to that, I served in inner city uh, Cincinnati as a public school teacher and a high school and AAU coach. I, I, I think one of the biggest reasons why I get excited about you 
right? Is because when you talk about a servant leader, one of the attributes that I don't want to say that's often forgotten, but one of the ones that we really don't put at the forefront is the ability to wait. The ability to cheer, as we say on social media, to clap for everyone else until it's your turn. Mm -hmm. Often we wait, we wait, we wait. When, when is it going to be my turn? When is God going to bless me? When do I get my opportunity, right? And sometimes we get sour while we watch other people. You, my friend, you choose to uplift. You never, ever, and in the midst, as you say, our camp, right? Watching the endless servant leaders, we're now up to 155 episodes. And that was before, right? We even had many before we even started a podcast. So you upward of 200 coaches watching them elevate and transition and move and quote unquote win. And you cheer for every last one of them. Talk a little bit about that attribute of being a servant leader and a Proverbs 30 woman about how to wait how to have courage and faith in the waiting, knowing that God's going to give you what you've asked for. Right, uh, for sure. Um, Coach Chelsea, it's, it's always been in my DNA. Uh, that's just how I've always been. Um, I actually enjoy it. It fills my heart to um, support other people, especially when I believe in them. That That's that's the key. It's, it's always been on belief. But uh just going through this journey, I, I've noticed like when I believe in someone or a group of people or team, like if I go all into them, uh, God blesses me back 10 times more in favor. And like I just, like I said previously, it, it feels good to me and my soul and my heart. And it builds uh, with the servant leadership. It, it, bring, it brings a community, a collaborative, you know, collaboratory like leadership and we just look out for each other and, and keep it going. So uh, I, I don't know what else to say except for like, that's just who I am and uh, I enjoy doing it and it, it's worked out in my favor. For sure. And, and you do, that's the thing. It's not something that's forced, right? If it needs to be tweeted, you're going to tweet it. If it needs to be said, you're going to say it. If somebody needs to be encouraged, you're going to be the first one in line for it. And, and I think that that is why all of us just admire you so much because it's not forced. If I don't care who it is, the other, the other people in the camp may not even know. We're going to know. We won't see the original tweet, but we're going to know if, if it happened, Coach KB going to retweet it. So we need to go ahead. I think even with our brother Dennis, uh, he, he, when he got coach of the year, I didn't see it from his school. I saw it from you. <laughs> and I'm like, let me get it you know, congratulate our brother. But I think that's amazing because so often when individuals win and, in, and we haven't received our quote unquote win yet, we find it hard to cheer. We find it hard to celebrate and you do just that. And I think that is so amazing as a servant leader, you know, in talking about servant leadership and also learning to wait on Christ, it's amazing when we talk about you and I met uh, when you were in the high school game with me, right? In the trenches, in the classroom with me and in high school sports. And now you've made that transition um, into the collegiate world, right? And then I want you to talk a little bit about that transition, but what is a rarity of what happens and what people don't know is after your first full year, you've received this interim head coach. You've transitioned from a high school coach to a collegiate coach. And after one season, you have now received the interim tag as the head women's basketball coach of a college program. Talk to us about those transition moments and what you're doing to one, not get overwhelmed, 
but be being prepared and ready. For sure. Um, so I, yeah, I'll explain the process with that. Uh, a lot of people don't know. Uh, I really live my life again by belief and signs and my faith and betting on myself and just looking at the universe and what God sends to me. So during that transition, which was pretty cool, two years prior, you know, my mentor and everybody was like, go be a college coach. And honestly, I was afraid. Uh, I didn't know where to go or who to, who to talk to. Like, I, I just didn't know. But uh, just the encouraging words on that and feeling that, hey, I, I do really well at this, but my heart is somewhere else and I want to try something different and, and live my dreams. So I started speaking it publicly uh, after talks with God and this is what I want to do and I'm going all in on my faith and whatever, you know, our steps already ordered for God. So uh, said it publicly um, two years ago. And then that process was just honestly the signs and the encouragement. Uh, I've, I've won and I believe uh, with my faith and through people. So it was just constantly putting in the work. Like I worked hard for it. Uh, nobody could take that away from me, whether it was uh, on these, all these clinics, uh, all these basketball sessions, I was there, uh, lots of sacrifice. I wasn't going out with friends. I was, you know, in the books and learning from all these coaches. And uh, they just seen me constantly there and started building uh, these relationships with coaches. Uh, network we hear is really big, but yes, network, but I built relationships and it's genuine. And then uh, just going after that and keeping my faith and one thing leads to another. Uh, God put my name on people's hearts and my name started getting out there. And, you know, we, uh, we got this opportunity and I said, we uh, appreciate all y'all, but we got this opportunity at Montreat. But what was so cool about it and how my faith is laid today, I actually had to go back into uh, the school account uh, where I was coaching high school because uh, I needed something for a portfolio and it was in that. And I had a calendar. And uh, it said, I put on there the two days where I talked about how I was going to be a college coach and everything. And it dinged uh, right when I had my interview with uh, the president that it fell on that day. So, uh, but God, the, the day that I said that I was going to be a college coach two years ago, I actually got it on that day. So I, I run with whatever this, the signs that God put in place, I, I really listened to it and you know, just go with the flow and it got me here today. But I mean, I can't stress enough if God has sent the right people uh, around me and at my table as we discuss a lot. And that's kind of my journey of how that happened. And, and let me just say, it turned out far better than I can imagine. Um, I did not think for a minute, like, okay, God, you got me here. I'm happy. Let me work this job. And then First, it was Coach Lewis. Uh, my servant leadership went up um, just watching how he leads. Uh, that would probably be my biggest thing is um, for servant leadership, how I was doing it. And I didn't even know I was doing it at the time was how I lead and how people follow uh, not only my words, but my actions. And I got to see a greatest form from Coach Lewis. And now I sit at the him right now. So just blessed. Indeed, bless. And I'm going to unpack that, right? Because there were so many things in there. My little wrist was going to work. But there's so many things in there. And I hope you all, when y'all hear her, 
hear how humble she is, right? So that's why all of us boast her. She will boast everyone else. And then when it comes to her own accolades and her own wins and her own right directions, it's going to be very meek. Um, And so I'm going to boast for you. One of the things that you said, you said we have to build genuine, key, genuine relationships with people, right? And I'm a believer of that. I'm a witness to you doing that. You don't build relationships with people because they're transactional. We talk about transactional versus transformational in here a lot. You are a person that truly is building transformational relationships. You truly want to just be there for anyone have their back, build the relationships to figure out how you can help benefit them. And in that, it ended up benefiting you. You know, you are the true evidence of leading and working and then people watching, right? I don't do something because I know someone's watching. I do it because it's the right thing. And people took note and people took notice. And that was it. The other portion you said, you said, basically it's, God ordered my steps, but while he was ordering my steps, I put in the work. So often people want to be elevated, right? They want these positions, but what did you do while you're waiting? I always talk about that interim. Sometimes the blessing is in the waiting because what did I learn? How did I sharpen my iron so I can sharpen someone else's iron? What did I do to prepare me for the blessing I'm asking for? And you did that. You went to camps, you trained, you went to the session, you were in every professional development that it could be online or in person. And when your time came, you were ready. But the last thing you said, you said more than anything, you said, uh, I live by the belief in betting on myself. Come on here. Come on here. How can others believe in us if we don't believe in ourselves? And the reason why you bet on yourself is because you understand and know, I guess Hendricks want to get in the conversation, you understand and know at the end of the day whose you are. I want you to take the time to talk about that for a second. You know, a lot of people know who they are or so they believe, but we don't really gain traction, right? Until we understand whose we are. Talk a little bit about your Christian journey with us, right? Some people got it early in life. Some people got it later. Some people it took something to know them, but talk to us a little bit about how you learned Christ for yourself. Yeah. Um... I've been wanting to share a story, so that was a great tie-in uh, for me to share this. But um, yeah, I have a, I have a story, and it was a uh, 2018. It changed my life and how I walk today. Uh, growing up, uh, I was just always around uh, just good people and good environment. Uh, been very blessed again um, to have this environment and, and, and great people around, but. Mom was in the church, spent a lot of time with mom. And uh, to be honest with you, uh, I only went to church uh, just to follow her and listen to my two favorite songs is uh, Melodies from Heaven and uh, Blessed by Fred Hammond. So when that came on, on, but uh, yeah, I, I didn't like it just wasn't for me. Like it was for me, but I didn't find Christ until later. But I think being in those type of environments kept me on the on the right track and for where I am right now. But uh, fast forward, uh, it was 2018. I got it for a job by somebody in my camp. And I'm so glad I did because that was not a good job. Uh, the job that I took in high school, my first head coaching job was 
phenomenal because I was already in the system and I could create and I became um, where I'm at today was a huge part of that school and what I was able to create. So I ended up getting undercut for that job and I was mad, <laughs> but I like did not want to be a head coach. But after I got undercut by a friend, uh, I wanted to be a head coach. So talked to my mentor about it. He said, don't worry about it. Uh, your next one's going to come. So this, this job opened, opened up in the public school district where I was at, and it was a pretty good job. Uh, they were used to winning. They had won the conference for like four times, and, you know, the coach resigned, and they was looking for another winner. So I got that opportunity to interview, and my mentor was like, you're probably not going to get the job. So uh, you're just using this as experience, experience, experience it. Well, the last time I talked to him, a day before my interview, he said, Coach, Coach Chris, go get the job you ain't supposed to have. I'm like, whoa, what? So um, it changed, and I just had passion and energy, and on that job, they chose me. Uh, no experience, just the energy, just the passion to go all in. So uh, previous to that, Coach Chelsea, I was in AAU. Uh, I wanted to know what it was like not to be liked and hated. And I knew that's where it would come as AU, uh, just because of everything that's going on. And coach, they flushed me, flushed me bad. Um, I didn't want to coach anymore after that, but uh, I stuck to it, got the job and said, you know what I need to do? I need to reinvent myself. You know, I need to walk in my faith and I want to do it publicly. And I'm going to take this time to bet on myself because God have, has got me through a lot. And he's going to get me through this because I've already seen it. So at, I start to my the parent meeting and, and everybody publicly. I say, we went in the league again. So a new coach coming in. Are we going to get it back because y'all used to winning. Um, I'm going to get coach of the year. And one of my players, is, she's going to get player of the year. And I'm going to take this, uh, this team further than they've ever been in history. And so everybody's big eyed and, you know, everybody's talking and who's this coach and that ain't the same coach. And I'm like, God came to me. I seen in a dream and this is what it is. I'm going to get it. So we start out great. Everybody's loving it. And all of a sudden what nobody knows, and I'm sharing this for the first time, uh, I grew up in very privileged and I had pretty much I didn't have to want for anything. And during that time, uh, my world came crashing down. Uh, I split from my significant other. So I had to start over again. My grandpa suddenly got dementia. It came out of nowhere. Um, I had hurt my ankle. So I was in a boot. I came out the boot because I thought I was fine. Hurt it again. Um, so I'm in pain. And when I started betting on myself and walking in this faith, those that I was seeking validation from um, began to, you know, act a little funny uh, as I was coming up. So I'm dealing with all this. Chelsea, literally my day was nine to four was work. Um, four to six was practice. Then I would come home and go over practice film and, you know, grade papers. And then around nine to Three, I had to be on call because I would get a call 
uh, from my grandparents. They were both 80 at the time, or in their 80s. And uh, just asking me to come over because my grandpa is delusional and, you know, he's, he's in pain and, you know, something was wrong. So I would get up typically around one, three in the morning and I would go to their house and I would sleep on the floor to block my grandpa from moving. So he liked to move and get cookies. And so my grandpa would sleep. And then sometimes um, that would happen during work. I would get a call, you know, you got to come to the ER because something happens to your grandparents. Um, that was that was the constant move, but nobody knew that. And honestly, I thought nobody would care because publicly it's all about will we win? Um, you got to go to work. You got to teach these kids, right? So um, through all that, it started going down. We were losing games that we weren't supposed to. And that was the first time I actually got on my knees and I had a talk with God. And I said, you know what? <laughs> if I made a full love publicly, that is fine because you have blessed me with so much. Um, I didn't know what I was worth at the time. And I started to know what I was worth, uh, the meaning of family um, and just providing for me what I did not know. So if it ain't meant to be, it's not meant to be. And I'll take that and keep moving, but I'm gonna walk in your, in your lane, right? So I was like, but God, I really want this. <laughs> like I work hard for this. Like, can you just give me a sign? That's all I ask, a sign. Just one sign, I'm, I'm good. But if, regardless, if you don't give it to me, we good. So two, two, day, two games later, uh, I was playing her rival and she comes up to me. We escaped her by little. She's like, man, I really love that you're in this conference. Uh, you just bring this energy and you bring in this new swag to the conference. And Chelsea, I was doing like uh, public uh, interviews on social media with the girls, uh, something that they've never seen before. We were doing press conferences all in the head. Uh, just being creative. And so I was like, thank you, I appreciate that. But I think I'm gonna be made full of because I, you know, I said all this and made a, you know, a big deal out of it. And then she goes, you know what? Coach, never say never. I think I can get that for you. I said, what? She says, if I could beat that team that we were neck and neck, no, I was two games behind. If I could beat that team and you can get an upset somewhere, that'll put you at the same and that'll put you to get that title. And I remember going back in that locker room and I was like, we went in the league, we went in coach of the year, we going to far. And everybody's like, we still have to play the best of the best and we've been losing. I said, God send me a sign. It's Come good. on now. Right? So uh, two games later, we go against the number one seed uh, in the top of the conference. It was split and uh, we beat them by two. And uh, everybody was like, yo, there might be some truth to this. She said this was going to happen. Then I get a text from that coach at our bottom level uh, saying that, hey, we did our job. It's time to do yours. Good luck, coach. Go get it. So they actually upset that team. And the first time they played, they lost by 20. So they ended up winning by 10. And so that put us neck to neck with the uh, team where I was going for the conference. Like everything was on the line. Turns out that team was, uh, the school was the school that I interviewed for originally. And uh, somebody got it due to 
uh, experience, but I told them like, experience, like you, you bet on me because I'm gonna be here and I really wanna build. And they went a different direction. So I told the AD, I see, I see him soon. So that night, um, Chelsea was the greatest night of my basketball career. Um, just coming in and coming into that arena, it was a Monday night, it was packed like the boys. Um, everybody was in there, everybody knew what it was for, it was for the league. Uh, the AD actually called me three times to reschedule that game. And I gave them, I was like, yeah, we can reschedule. It was snow uh, due to parents couldn't get to the game. My AD calls me, he's upset. He's like, that's AD to AD. He's abusing the friendship. He shouldn't be calling you. I said to my AD, calm down. We're going to win. I'm going to give him whatever he wants. We still going to win. He said, how do you know? God told me. <laughs> so fourth quarter of that game, uh, we're down by, by 10. And I just put my hands off and I said, hey, y'all go out there and play. And Coach Chelsea, everybody in that building seen it. Uh, they had the energy at, at the time and they ran out of gas. And we went up, ended up winning the game by seven. Uh, locker room was crazy. And I went straight to the nursing home. Um, it was about 11.30 and there was no visitors, but I told the uh, nurses on duty, my grandpa, never missed a game. He took me to all my games and I just won the league and I just want to be with him. And they was cool with it. So they snuck me in, you know, I had the time uh, spent with my grandfather, just giving him high fives because he forgot what I say every five seconds. And uh, that was that. So uh, also what happened is after that game, uh, a team forgot to go to the conference committee to fill in for bracket. So it left the bracket I was under all the way up to sectional finals, which I told everybody that um, I, would, I would get them as far as uh, I could. Um, well, as far as they ever been. So it was just a straight shot to sectional finals. And then at, also at that time, um, I was not lesson planning. You're a teacher. I did, I, with my grandpa's sickness and doing this and that, I couldn't lesson plan. So it was more like off the top of my head, I had 10 minutes for school and I was just doing lessons. And it was super creative. I had inner city kids excited about modern history. And when everybody came in, like it was just student led and they were having so much fun. I got my evaluation back and it was accomplished teacher. So, yes. yes. So I know that's a long story, but I say this to say this for, for motivation and, and people like, no one knew what I was going through, but I kept the faith and I knew what I was going through. God, it was just God building me up, uh, something inside of me, kind of resistance to some things I needed to do. But uh, after that, I was like, if I ever have a, a down moment, like it's cool, I'm unbothered because from that experience and all the other ones, I can think back and he made a way for me. So this ain't nothing. So right now I sit at that, that interim, interim uh, head coach position and it is a lot uh, that six feet over is inches over is something else, but I know it's building me for something that's that's good for me and my family and it is whatever I, I do it well so 
So hopefully I, that encouraged people to keep going. I'm, I'm on a, a lot of these calls and it's like, what can I do to get to this level? What can I do? Um, and it's just basically, you know, God has our steps ordered and you have to follow them and you have to work and you have to stay encouraged. But if you stay consistent and you really bet on yourself and you believe it, you get to where you need to go. You're going to make me throw something at you. Um, that's why I keep telling y'all, y'all better be glad that these calls are virtual because um, y'all would have pins and shoes and all stuff thrown at you all. And it wasn't a long story. It actually was relevant and necessary, right? Because even if not the same, uh, I was talking to this uh, about servant leader Jennifer Williams um, mm -hmm. the other day. Even if it's not the same source, right? When you can connect and meet people with the going through, as we say, right? Somebody needs to hear that. But one of the, the, the trends that you keep stating and saying is that, but I knew my steps were ordered. You and I met and connected and got close off of the fact that our stories mirror, right? We're both close to our grandfathers. Arguably, they resemble each other. You just never really know, um, you know, how paths and, and genetics lines and family lines cross. But in that, I think one of the things that keeps trending is you know, my steps were ordered. And I'm reminded of Proverbs 37 and 23, where it says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighted in his way. And the reason why these things happen, even when it seemed like a roadblock was coming, people didn't agree. Things didn't seem to be going right. It's amazing how when you continue to follow the path of Christ, how they make their way straight. I tell people, you know this. I love Christine Kane. You know this about me, right? You know this. And she says all the time, impossible is where God starts. Not possible. Why? Because we will find our own individual way to be able to, you know, say we did it or to be able to say that it was us. So he starts at impossible. So you would know it wasn't that that team forgot. That was orchestration by his hand right? It, he knew you already were going to upset those teams. That wasn't a shock to him. Impossible is where God starts. But when he left you with everything that you said, it wasn't like, well, you know, it just worked out in my favor because, you know, we worked hard and the team we had, you immediately said, I know it was God. And even down to the struggles that you had to endure, even down to everything you had to go through with, the other thing you said is people didn't even know. Servant Juanita Ward talks about this all the time. She was like, a lot of times people will see your house from the outside. They think it's beautiful. It's all built up, but they don't know what's going on inside. I may not have furniture to first. I may not have lights. You don't know because you're seeing things from the outside. People watched you enter that classroom every day. They watched you enter practice, enter these games, and they wonder, she got to be good. She being able to do all this, and inside you were internally battling something people didn't know but because you understood that your steps were ordered you were now delighted in his way right and can I also say yeah I would ask you the question too like it, it was weird during that time where I was actually happy um it was a lot going on but like I did not mind sleeping on the floor uh to you know make sure my grandma got rest and you know my grandpa didn't hurt itself going to get a cookie. You know, I, I was happy um, with the struggle just because I was like, man, um, I'm, I'm, I'm doomed for something, you know? Uh, 
like I, I, I genuinely was, was happy and I, I loved the grind. I know that it sounds weird. I, a lot of people was like, the grind's the worst. I would never go back. But uh, I would go back if I, if I could because I was happy and I was learning and I was growing and was finding my faith. And I don't know, it, 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 uh, just life uh, has been very good to me, even in the valleys and in, in the low and just continue to uh, spread that and keep it moving. But I don't know, is everybody, like, have you ever heard that before? Like, I generally, like, I just, you know, steps of order and I had to go through it, but um, I would do it again, you know, so. But I think, I think the thing, uh, trials worth, work with patience and patience work with hope, right? And so one of the, one of the, that, that is a scripture out there. I'll find it and tag it in there for you guys. Um, and we sing that. That's a fun thing. Uh, try and work with patience, patience, work with hope. In spite of my situation, I won't let go. That's the song, right? And so it's not so much as, you know, we welcome the storm, right? But when you know whose you are, as we keep st- talking about, you can welcome it because you know at the end of the day that even if the storm was generated by his hand or even if he just allowed allow the storm to happen, right? Because every storm and situation doesn't come from him but some things he will allow, right? Because he knows that all things work together for the good of them that love him. And the thing is, we love him. The thing is, we understand how our steps are ordered and who, who orders them. And so it's not so much as we like, yeah, we want the storm to come, but we recognize what happens in the storm. We know the storm comes when it's time to be elevated. We know the storm comes when he's trying to refine us. We know the storm comes when he has something better in store and we gotta be prepared for it, right? So that grind that you speak of, we welcome it because we know on the other side of that, there's a song my pastor loves on the other side of through. There's a blessing waiting on you, right? And so we don't mind going through because we like, oh, look, I don't know when, I don't know what, but I know on the other side of this thing, there's a blessing waiting on me and I cannot wait to see what that is. So I'm gonna grind on. I'm gonna run on just a little while longer and see what the end gonna be. So yeah, to answer your question. Yeah, see, I'm getting there with the scriptures and everything. I ain't like that, <laughs> but I'm getting there. But that's nah, you got that's it exactly right. You got it, and you know, and speaking of getting there, right, and speaking of how we continuously grow in Him, right, we'll go to the gym, get it in, right. Uh, our brother uh, Dennis, he had to hop off, but you know, him, knots, all them, you know, been in right. their gym grind. You even been in there too. I got to get back on it, right, uh-huh. but do what we can to stay physically fit, right? Uh, I told y'all, and I keep saying this over and over, Wordle might as well go ahead and just sponsor this episode in the past couple, but I'm on the Wordle hype, right? We playing Wordle, right? We're doing it. I, I'm a beast, right? So we do what we can to stay mentally uh, fit. But in, in terms of spiritually fit, how we continue to sharpen our iron and grow in the word and be fed by the word. Talk to us a little bit about, especially now, with your schedule being so crazy and so busy, what you do to remain spiritually fit? Right. Um, I actually just hang around the campus of Montreal and interact with uh, all the people there. Uh, sometimes we do devotionals together. Um, it truly is a special place. Just being there really uh, just hits my heart and just interacting with the people. Uh, we talk about life and how God... Uh, just done so much for us 
you know, in the times of lows and high, and we uh, share and we uh, encourage each other. So uh, that's probably the biggest thing is I like being around the place where I work, uh, enjoy and, and really love the people there and uh, keep it with the devotionals. Um, I've even have the players. I started doing something different. Uh, Coach Lewis would always uh, lead us out in prayer. Sometimes he uh, do uh, the students as well, ask them, and then me. But uh, I started asking the student athletes to pray with me. So uh, I've prayed, and then I'll uh, move it over to them, and they'll pray us out or vice versa. And uh, just uh, the joy in seeing that where it's something different that, like, they haven't done before, and some of them are just like, oh, I might not be good at this. And I'd be like, but you have me. And you know, it's just talking to God and you'll be fine. And been doing that for about two weeks now. So when actually calling them to do it on their own, they just go right into it. So uh, that keeps me uh, spiritually fit that uh, every day, you know, my servanthood is is uh, working and with the girls and they're starting to understand. And then also I do like to read. Um, that's been the biggest thing for me in this journey of always uh, working. I am a workaholic. You know that everybody's telling me, hey, you got to take a break here and there. But uh, reading has done so much wonders for me, too. Uh, you know, I, I, I say that I'm a pretty intelligent woman, but when I started reading, I'm like, I don't know as much as I think I know. So uh, <laughs> definitely has elevated my mindset with that way, too. But also is making me more calm and patient. You know, when uh, you get into rush hour or uh, something's a stop and I look around and people are mad, uh, I just read a book and I'm calm. So uh, again, uh, to really uh, just being around the campus, being around the student athletes, uh, doing devotionals, praying together and reading has uh, really helped me uh, spiritually uh, in this journey. I think that's awesome. And I think one of the things that Oh, sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. First session too. Um, oh, thank I, you. The, the girls, they, they could tell you, um, whoever's driving my van, they know your voice and <laughs> Coach's voice a mile away. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, oh, that's Chelsea. She on server leadership. So uh, yeah, your platform is stays on rotation um, constantly. And again, it's just that encouragement and how I've been through you know, uh, your, your uh, session um, just keeps me moving forward. So sorry to cut you off, but I definitely. Nah, I appreciate that. You know, you know, y'all be doing that, put me on the spot, but I appreciate that. And I think, I think that's the blessing in the servant leader, right? Is that, you know, no matter who is coming on and, and the, I don't say the best ones, because all of them to me, I hold so near and dear, but the ones that we get so hype is like I said, like yours, where we are fellowshipping with you on a day-to-day basis or every other day, right? And then we watch, you know, pretty much the elevation. We watch God's word in action. That's how I say that. Like you literally are God's word, words in action when you just trust and believe and just celebrating everybody else. So we got a chance to celebrate you, I think is amazing, but you're right. I think that when we get ready to grow, we can never stop growing in general, but spiritually, there is no finish line right, on this side in learning and growing in Christ. And I think that when we keep that mind, 
exactly what you're saying and what you're doing, we can definitely stay spiritually fit. And the way that you're doing that, you're building the athletes. I was looking at um, servant leader Charlotte Smith um, in her post. Uh, she was transparent enough to talk about how they were feeling after they lost the other night. Um, and shout out to her, such an amazing coach at Elon, such an amazing career and resume. But she said, and it was amazing. She said, you know, sometimes the Bible app just won't do. She had a picture and she had borrowed someone's but she said, I knew who to go to. And she opened the Bible up of one of the ones who literally she had been leading. And this thing, I mean, was just highlighted, colorful pages had been used and flipped. Right. And it was just saying like how much joy that it did. Right. To not only be holding the word, sometimes you got to hold. Like I, I love the Bible app, but I also got my word too. Right. But to be able to pay attention to somebody that, like you said, being around my athletes and trying to help them pray, teach them how to pray, teach them how to know them for yourself. And then you get, get to see that, that was huge, right? And that's a beauty for Ashes moment. So I think more than anything, watching that within the servant leader and growing together has been huge. You know, sometimes people would like say thanks and all that good stuff. And I appreciate that, but y'all help me grow too. On a day-to-day basis, you all help me grow. And the best portion is when I'm able to edit it and put it out. And then I can listen as a listener that's when the real learning begins to take place. And I'm just like, God, I thank you. I truly do. Um, One of the things that I also wanted to point out is you also mentioned about living radically, uh, unapologetically, no shame for him, right? And I think that in this professional world, especially of sport, it is growing and I'm thankful for that, right? Um, but that's why people always hear me with this platform. Our tagline is normalizing athletic professionals of faith. Because when, watch, you know, shout out to Baylor all last year, right? And the joy movement and putting God first and all that or whatever. And that was great. I love that. But I want us to get to a place where when somebody speaks about their faith in Christ, when somebody says, I thank God because he did that, I, I want it to be mainstream. Like, yep. Me too. And let me tell you, I want it to be like a spitfire, how it just goes, goes, goes. And that's why we talk about normalizing it. But I want you to talk really quickly about the position you're in, the position that other coaches and athletic professionals will find themselves in, or maybe where they are, they feel like they can't live unapologetically or open to his faith. They're a little embarrassed about it. Give them an encouraging word on how to be able to get to that place. For sure. Um... I, I thought about this a lot, and you know, throughout the, some of the journeys uh, that I've been through, I'm like, coach, they're asking me, like, I can't do this and that. Um, so I always think back to uh, a life of regret. Um, like, in, in this life, like, if I were to be someone who I am not, and I didn't get where I was at, or I was not happy, like, I can't live like that. <laughs> um so the encouraging word would be um, live your truth and live your life. And all it takes is one, but somebody's going to feel you. And how, Chelsea, I'm so happy and look in the mirror every day that uh, I am me. Uh, I walk in this faith and I'm open about it, that I got what I, what I was seeking uh, through him and I have no regrets. But that scares the heck out of me to think back if I would have went this way that was not for me and I never got what I wanted, then I would be miserable and have a regret. So um, 
all it takes is one. Um, that's been my life as well, and your faith and betting yourself, but always be you, and you'll continue to uh, succeed and, and be where you're supposed to be. Hope that, that makes sense. It does. It makes perfect sense because one of the things I tell people is sometimes we get these huge, large thesis type answers, right? Mm -hmm. The very, the simplest thing we feel, right, is what people can accomplish or ascertain. So when you say be you, be who you are, unfortunately, my friend, that is something people struggle with on a day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm. Sounds simple. That's two words, be you. But one, the problem is we don't know who we are. You know, um, I was talking to, who was I talking to that day? Patty Medina, serving leader Patty Medina. Uh, shout out to her. And that's why I always try to reference back because I truly do use a lot of what you all say. And she was talking about, she was attending the MEAC um, leadership breakfast or one of the things she was um, with. And she was talking about the um, speaker talking about a lot of people having imposter syndrome. And the reason we do is because we don't know who we are. And if we're believers, we believe in Christ, that starts with knowing whose we are and who he is. You know, servant leader Jennifer Williams said the other day, she said, our assignments change. They're not, they don't stay the same. There's a season for our assignments. But again, my response to her was, the problem with assignments is how can I receive my assignment if I don't know the person who gives it? So when you say to be you, when you say, I don't want to live a life with regrets, that is so important. It isn't simple. It's huge and heavy because that is something we struggle with. We try to get the degrees. We try to get the titles. We try to elevate, but we do that without laying a strong foundation. And if we can't learn who we are and to be who we are, that's how we lose ourselves in the show. That's how we lose ourselves and we actually start to climb the ladder. So that was right on time. That wasn't, that wasn't simple at all. That was spot on and right on time. Right. And Coach Chelsea, uh, you know how I'm going to be good? I, I know I'm going to be good. And it was a servant leader who was on your call. And uh, it just struck my soul. And I look in my mirror every day. But it was, you know, it is Brittany Ezel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you already know. If you oh, want yeah. to see a woman or be a woman, they have to see one. So mm-hmm. every day I wake up and I'm in my servant leadership and they're seeing a woman because I want them to be the best woman they possibly can. And uh, just know I'm going to be good based off of that. Shout out to uh, Coach Zell. Oh, yeah, for sure. Love her. Shout out to her for sure. And I think I remember when she said that and how it struck you in the moment. <laughs> I, you're talking about that was <laughs> that was like a year ago. Yeah. And the fact that that is still and that holds true and even to our male listeners and our male servant leaders understand that that walks in its value with you right. and Rachel Barbeau on the other day, uh, the founder of I'm changing the narrative. And that's the thing, you know, Donald Lawrence has a song that says there is a King in you, right? So Kings and Queens have attributes that they have to exhibit but again, in order to be able to, you know, walk through that and show those attributes, you have to see it first. Right. So when we're walking as servant leaders and those that we're leading, we have to make sure we're showing that. Right. We always talk about this generation is different. These kids are different. What do they see? Yeah. What do they see? And you can say, oh, we'll see at home. And I fine. I get that. There's a point and a fact in that. But they also spend just as much time with you too. Mm-hmm. 
So I just want to put that charge out there to all my leaders, my educators, my coaches that work with the young people coming up. When we stand idly by and we talk about they're different, I partially want them to be different because every generation needs to be that way. But in order to have a foundation to spiral off into what they need to be, because they are our future, they have to see what you're showing. What are you showing them though? I'm gonna just leave that there and let you answer yourself, right? <laughs> you crazy. This of course is the month of March and we have been celebrating women in leadership for Women's History Month. And uh, God gave it to me, has nothing to do with me, but just the Proverbs 31 woman, just expressing the attributes of that in leadership. A lot of times, like I said before, we, we feel like there has to be two hats, right? This is who I'm gonna be, you know, when I'm at work, and then when I leave work, okay, I can serve them being this way. But we want to unify that thing, right? If we're servant leaders and we're Proverbs 31 women, we don't need to change. We want that thing to change and revolve into what God has called us to be. Okay. Talk a little bit about what it means to be a Proverbs 31 woman as you walk as a coach, as a daughter, physically and of the king, a friend, a servant leader, and to everybody that you walk among. For sure. Well, Coach Chelsea, I had to look it up first and read it all through. And That's it. But uh, what I took from it was one, um, faith, uh, following and serving and loving Christ, mind, body, and soul. Uh, that's what I take and I give it to anybody around me uh, to follow. Uh, second thing would be time. Um, spend time in uh, all things that God wants me to spend time in. So that's uh, uplifting, that's caring, uh, that's, you know, my neighbor good and, and not, you know, hating and comparing and, uh, you know, being evil. So uh, I would say those are the two things that I, t I took personally from uh, a woman of Proverbs 31. No, for sure. And I think, you know, it's amazing. No, I want to point out what you just said. You said, Coach Josie, I need you to know I had to look that up. Yes, that's what you do, right? You know, so often individuals, we move and we shake and we, we don't want people to understand a way I don't know. That's what we do. That's how we grow. That's what Christ wants us to do, right? To study that word, to show ourselves approved, right? And we can do that. I can tell you before reading it, you are already exhibiting those things, but it yeah. happens a little bit more now that you know, right? Right. When I was reading, I was like, oh, like I'm doing this. <laughs> right. Exactly. And I think on the flip side of that, you think about it, when we encourage the people around us that we lead, it makes them walk a little more with their chest out, right? right? When we highlight the things they're doing right, it makes them walk with their chest out. And so these are things that you're already exhibiting, but now you know, wait a minute, this is what Christ wanted me to do anyway? Let me, you know, let me up my game a little bit more. And, and I think that that is so perfect with that, you know, we, again, study to show ourselves approved. And that's it. That, that is it when we talk about Proverbs 31 Women in Leadership. And honestly, that's men too. But you said it best, right? I'm going to have faith and I'm going to utilize that in mind, body, and spirit. But more than anything, you said it, that word, uplift, 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 impact, impact, impact. If Coach G was on here, you know, he'd have been typed that 50 times over because he oh, left yeah. that business okay. truth, right? We have to uplift and we have to move forward. It doesn't mean anything if we're leading, if the people that we're leading, we don't catapult them or help them to catapult further. If they're in the same place, I tell my young ladies this and anybody, if you're in the same place, right? Now, mind you, there's a caveat to that. Are you doing the things I'm asking you to do? Mm -hmm. Putting in the work. But if you're in the same place from when I started 
to when I took my hands off you, there's a problem. There's a problem. If you've done all the things that you should have been doing and put in the work, if you're in that same place, all my leaders as a coach, educator, VP, uh, principal, pastor, whatever the case may be, if that person is not even moving an inch, it's time to self-evaluate. And notice I didn't say evaluate. I said self-evaluate. That's a part of servant leadership. That is a part of being a Proverbs 31 woman. We're not going to look at a problem and go try to find where it is over there. Yeah. I'm going to start with self and figure out how to rearrange that thing. Right, my, uh, I got it from Coach Floyd's uh, 100% responsibility. So when I was going through the journey as well, you know, like, that ain't their fault. It's not their fault, it's my fault. I could have fixed that. <laughs> so that's one thing too that uh, I, I've grown with is 100% responsibility, it's on me. No, for sure. And I tell my young ladies all the time, I take the, the losses. Y'all take the wins. This was arguably probably our hardest year um, in, in terms of winning and losses, our um, you know, most failing year uh, as a coach, right? And granted, there's things in there where when talking amongst coaches and those are part of athletes, if you all came, athletics, if you all came, you would probably be able to, as Willis Spears says all the time, he said, if I come in your gym and I see rat droppings, I don't have to say you got rats. I see the evidence, right? He talks about that all the time. I love him. If y'all don't know him, I'm telling you, I'm going to go find him. Shout out to him. He has a podcast and a book called Winning at Home. Look him up, Willie Spears. But that was so important because as coaches and athletes and athletic pressure, y'all could come in and say, mm, well, I know the coaches said this. And I'm paying attention. They're not doing this. I know the coaches said this and I know how that parent things work or where it, there's so many things that could be said. But even in all of that, I always say, I take the losses, you all take the wins. But I think more than anything in that, we have to make sure, like you said, 100% responsibility. 100%. Because in that, if we're not moving forward, it's, it's part of you. And when you can take 100%, one of the things that I did start to learn, you know what happened? Some of my players say, like, no, coach, I can't let you do that. You didn't miss the layups, coach. Coach, you didn't miss the free throws. Coach, you did not come to practice that day. You did not do the game plan, right? And it's not going to always happen that way. Taking ownership is not an easy thing to do. But we grow from that. So I think that's perfect. Yes, ma'am. You know, as we start to wrap this thing up, you know, there are two questions that we definitely have to give you. I think it sounds weird to say to make you a part of the servant leader family because you're already a part of the servant leader family. You are. So let's just say where you are. Said, yeah. Yeah. yeah, to make you to to put you in a different position in the servant leader family. How about that? How about right. that? We'll do that, right? So of course, the first one, you know this to be true. You know this. You all literally were on a spitfire the other day um, with my God is devotional. Mm-hmm. Say God is, and because we know when times get hard, when things get hard, sometimes we do. I don't care how strong in your faith you are. If you are honest with yourself in the storm. Sometimes it is hard to see him. Sometimes it is hard for somebody to tell my pastor, I would say this uh, to me, he's like, I don't care. And lost in hard times, don't come telling me you know how I feel. Don't come telling me he good. I'm not trying to hear that right now. And it's truth. Why? Because we're part flesh. If you want to be real with yourself, everybody has that moment. So I do my God is devotional because it helps steer me straight. It helps to remember and recall the things that he has been and the things that he has not been. 
I cannot let that part go because why? There's things he blocks us from that we think are good. There's things that we ask him for. And he's like, why does she want that? She don't even know if she, if I give her this, she does not know where this is going to take her. So let me block that real quick. But you don't get multiple. You just get one. So if I said God is, and I drew a blank, what is God to coach Chris Burnett? God is what? Um, to go with my uh, story in our uh, fellowship today, God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Come on. As you know, you know, my talk with God, uh, the first one, and, you know, he rewarded me. Um, there's been times uh, where I just call on him, and I can honestly say he's came through, so... Uh, that's going to be my God is. And hopefully no one's took that yet. <laughs> no, that's the first one. I'm sitting here laughing because I, you know, Miss Hendrix definitely agreed with your answer. Because uh, your niece over here uh, talking right. all through my segment, okay? Yeah. Um, but no, no one has ever said that. And I think that that is a theme. It truly is a theme. Like if I always ask people this, and this is going to actually become one of my questions starting next month. So I'm giving y'all a uh, 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 advance notice for those that I've already booked for April. Um, what is your theme, right? If there was that one scripture of one song to put a title on your walk with God, what would that be, right? Mm-hmm. That's you. Yeah. Knowing you for the past two years, knowing what you've endured, knowing that you're battle tested, understanding the obstacles you've you come and then understand the opportunity. See, here's the thing, right? I'm not going to prolong this thing at all. But a lot of times us as servant leaders and leaders, we miss the opportunity when it comes. Ask all day for it. Then God be like, why are you tripping? It's like the um, story my pastor always tells of the man that was stuck on the island. He's like, God, help me, help me. Helicopter came. Now nah, I'm good. God going to help me. Boat came. Nah, I don't need it. God going to help me. Then you sit and say, God, where are you? And God, like, are you crazy? I sent the helicopter. I sent boat, right? And so we miss the opportunity so much because we're not focused on where he is. We're not focused on what he's trying to show us. And I watched you study to show yourself approved. I've watched you put in the work. I've watched you learn him. I've watched you say, I don't know. Where do I need to go to find that? I've watched you diligently ask, hey, y'all help me. I want to get better in this. Help me. I watched that. And then I watched God shine on you for your obedience. I watched him put his grace on you for just saying, I take my hands off, let you have the way. And then more than anything, I watched him reward you for not only your diligence, as you just said, but I watched him reward you because you spoke those things as if they were, just like the word said, you spoke it. I'm a witness. You told me. I'm going to be a college coach. You told me that. I did. I tell everybody that. (laughs) Yeah. Boldly. And here you are. So faith without works is dead. You gave faith and works. And you are now the interim women's head coach for Montreal College. Coach KB, I can't say nothing else. This is the servant leader coaches Bible study where servant leadership is at the front, the back, the side, the middle, and all around what we do. You have exhibited that for those that watch. You have spoke about it for those that have listened today and every day. 
But I'm asking you, servant leader, servant leadership, two words that take on so many meanings. But I'm asking you, servant leader, Chris Burnett, what is servant leadership to you? Servant leader, servant leadership is I got you. You fall down, I reach you. Come on. You in tears, I wipe the tears away and we figure it out. Um, you sinning or, you know, you went down the wrong path. I've been there too. We just the same. Pick you back up. You know, you, you don't know where to go. Hey, I got the encouraging word for you. You need some help. Uh, KB know how to do a lot of things. What you need, just ask. So servant leadership means to me and what I follow is I got you. You know, I'm done. I'm I'm done. I ain't saying nothing else. I'm finished. I'm done. Yes, that is new. No, we've never heard it before. And again, the reason why the world will now know too why I love you just as much as I do, probably even more now after this hour, is because that's exactly who you are. I'm not about to sit here and ask you and give you 50 million questions. You hurting? How can I make that go away? You crying? Uh-uh. We can't have that. Let me wipe that and let's sis, let's get back on this. You messed up, girl. Me too. Me yeah. too. Let me tell you about that time I messed up. Cause he I did that too. I'm not about I'm not about to, about to bad talk you and bash you. I did it too. And that is you. You don't just talk this. This is not your definition for paper. This is the definition of how you walk every single day. You right. Thankful for you, KB. <laughs> I am. I I I cannot say that enough. You know, I it, it is it is it goes beyond a podcast it goes beyond the the fellowship we have here it goes beyond the camp as you say it truly is watching god's word in action watching what happens when we allow his paths to cross and paying attention to the opportunities he sends and the opportunity when you came along two years ago and joined our fellowship stayed diligently and move forward you did not waver in anything that you were you did not waver in our friendship and our sisterhood and so i appreciate you so much i really really do thank you i love you <laughs> i love you too anything final you want to say to our listening body uh before we get out today uh i just um again uh cross off my bucket list thank you <laughs> i just really wanted this to hopefully be as good as the others as far as encouraging. Um, I just want this session to be like, man, Chris really encouraged. And, you know, when that time comes where uh, I shall pass and actually think about it a lot, I want um, how will my impact and affect other people. And I really like uh, who I am and, you know, where God has uh, called me to be because uh, I can see my close friends and strangers and people that see this, you know, it gives them encouraging words to move forward. Because um, Coach Chris going to say, get up, <laughs> you got this. And she's going to want to see me happy. And uh, she would just always uh, be supportive of me and my dreams of where I want to go. So uh, that's what I hope um, that a lot of people will get from this is stay encouraged and uh through the ups and the downs and you know your steps uh guys already ordered the steps so just see it through and have fun enjoy life enjoy the ride thanks yes ma'am and i can tell you this this episode 
this conversation, this broadcast is exactly what God wanted it to be. And I need you to understand that that person that you've already encouraged and will encourage, I can assure you is coming to pass. And, you know, you mentioned Coach Brittany Ezell earlier and the same thing she, also, she always used to say is I'm not resume living. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. She said, I'm eulogy living. Yeah. And that's what you're doing. So please understand and know here, now, then, thereafter. Once this thing is stamped in, which it is, uh, there will be somebody encouraged. So, of course, before you go, before all of us go, bow your head so we can cover. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you right now for another episode, another fellowship, another time and journey just to speak you up, to lift you up, to pump you up, to advertise to others who don't know you. I thank you right now, Lord God, for the opportunity just to be your servant leaders, Lord God, because the title and the positions that you give us understand it's not about the position. It's you who positioned us there. So help us to not forget that. Help us to never forget the opportunities or miss the opportunities that you have to come. Help us to remember, Lord God, that just like Coach KB said today, that our steps are ordered. So help us to continue to walk the line that you've drawn, did you drawn out for us. Help us to drive the path that you've laid out for us, Lord God. Ask that whatever someone needs, meet them at their point of need today. I don't need to know. Coach KB does not need to know, but you know, Lord God. So I'm asking you to bless them, touch them, heal them. Lord, show them who you are for those that may not know you. I pray a special prayer right now, Lord God, for the Ukraine, Lord God. I also pray pray for Russia, Lord God, Lord God. Touch the hearts, touch the problem, touch the issue, Lord God. All the things we see, Lord God, it's nothing new, but I'm asking right now that your hand of mercy be touched on the hearts and the minds and the spirits, Lord God. Keep them covered. Ask a special prayer, Lord God, for Brittany Griner right now, Lord God. Be with her, Lord God. Bring her home, Lord God. Help us to touch and greet, Lord God, for everything that's needed to heal our land. But most of all, I ask right now, Lord God, that you help us to be lights so that those that may not know you can find you. And yes, in Jesus' name, we'll always pray. Amen. Amen. Coach KB, you are now a part of the Servant Leader family. (laughs) I feel, I'm really excited. I feel great. Thank you. I love it. We welcome you in. You always been in, but we thank you for now being in a totally different place and realm. So I appreciate you. I love you. We thank y'all for listening and we're going to see you guys next time. Thank you you for uh, letting me share my testimony.